Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Oh my, Edgar is not himself these days. I wonder why. <laughs> Let's find out more when we listen to Drop Dead Gorgeous, Part 3, The Change. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> Edgar kissed her as he had never kissed anyone before. He held her close, no gap between their bodies. Edgar felt a pain in his shoulder, but he did not stop. Then he felt the pain again, which separated their bodies. Then again, separating their lips. Then once more, this time harder and sharper. Pulling away from the embrace with Lilith, Edgar turned his head and saw a casino security guard and an employee. Shocked, Edgar realized that he had been kissing the slot machine and had been hugging it. Taking a step back, he straightened himself and adjusted his pants. Once he was finished, the security guard told him that no matter how much you win, you cannot kiss or grind your hips into the machine. Embarrassed, Edgar looked down and pulled out a cashier's ticket for $5,000. Making his way to the cashier's booth, he saw the co-worker. As he waited for his cash to be counted out, he started thinking about the co-worker and what Lilith had asked him. Did he like her? Again, leaving no tip, he walked into the bar, ordered a Long Island iced tea, and went and talked to her. He asked if he could buy her a drink, to which she said yes. After getting the drink and giving it to her, he opened with an apology for the other night, and so the conversation began. She ended up going home with him for a nightcap and a little bit more. The next day, not showering and looking a bit ragged, Edgar kept his office door closed and his window blind shut so that no one could see him. Working as best as he could, the alcohol still lingering in his bloodstream and wearing the same shirt, underwear, and socks from yesterday. His tie uneven, his shoes scuffed. There was a knock at the door, but Edgar remained quiet. This time the knock was louder and the doorknob had been tried. It rang somewhat in Edgar's head. Getting up and walking to the door, he unlocked it and opened it slightly. It was the director. Edgar kept his foot beside the door so the director couldn't open it and walk in. The director asked what was wrong and Edgar told him that he wasn't feeling well and maybe coming down with the flu. Once again, the director wanted to know when the project was going to be finished. Edgar told him that it was going to be soon but with these constant interruptions, it was going to take longer. Upon finishing that sentence, Edgar closed the door quite hard. Taken aback, the director walked away. Edgar watched him through the window blind and quietly called him several names. After getting his usual drink and meeting with Lilith, Edgar met up again with the co-worker, had a few drinks, a bit to eat, and then back to his place again. 
While in the thrusts of passion, Edgar put his hand around the co-worker's throat and began to squeeze. The more he squeezed, the sex got rougher. Finally, the co-worker pulled his hand off her throat and yelled that that was enough. Stop it! Getting out of the bed, the co-worker started putting her clothes on, and while Edgar watched, she angrily told him that she wasn't into that kind of stuff. Retorting, Edgar asked if that was a lie or if she was telling the truth. She asked what was he talking about. He replied she lied about the karaoke that he saw her on the stage singing when she had told him that she wasn't into it. She threw back that he was creepy and weird and how this was a huge mistake. Getting out of bed, Edgar followed her out of the bedroom through the kitchen to the front door. As she opened the locks of the door, Edgar asked if he could have one last kiss. As the co-worker turned around to tell him to go F himself, the meat cleaver that was in Edgar's hand came down on her head and split it like a melon. She had picked up the meat cleaver as they passed through the kitchen. Pausing for a few seconds, the co-worker looked at him and then dropped. Edgar relocked the front door and went and poured a coffee for himself. He was going to be a bit late for work. After putting the co-worker's body in the basement, and cleaning up the blood, Edgar decided not to go in to work. He stayed home. He had plans to go to the casino and visit Lilith. Edgar's cell phone started to ring. Picking it up, he looked at the caller ID and saw that it was his boss. Can't he leave me alone was the thought that went through his mind. It went to voicemail. Please leave your message. Sitting in front of Lilith, Edgar told her everything. How good the sex was. The thrill and rush of choking the co-worker and finally taking her life. Lilith smiled at him and told him how proud she was of him and how much she adored him. You did very well. Again, the conversation went to where Lilith asked him if he sees anyone that interests him. Edgar looked around and told her that he didn't know and why she was asking him this. Lilith replied that she loves to see him come out of his shell and do something that he would never dream of doing. The thrill involved, the feeling of power. Edgar nodded and agreed that it did feel good and was something he had never felt before. Lilith asked if he would do it again for her. Do it for me. Edgar nodded in agreement. There was a series of bells and whistles that identified a big winner. Edgar looked down and pulled out the cashier's ticket for the amount of $5,000 again. After cashing the ticket, he went hunting. The next day at work, Getting himself a bottled water out of the lunchroom fridge, Edgar opened it, took a swallow, and started watching the television. Several other employees were in there listening to the noon news. Hello, 
and welcome to the GTOT Noon News Report. Earlier in the week, we reported a story regarding someone who had left the city casino and had walked into traffic. GTOT News has now found out that the person has been identified as Marco Polanski, a prominent architect who had designed several buildings here in the city. Police had stated that Marco Polanski was a person of interest in the disappearance of four women, one of whom had been a co-worker of his. Security footage from the city casino put Mr. Polanski to be a frequent visitor there, apparently gambling large amounts of money, which put Mr. Polanski into bankruptcy prior to his death. Family members who we had talked to had said that Mr. Polanski's behavior had changed within recent days, but they did not know why. His brother stated that Marco had never gambled before or drank alcohol until recently. The bodies of the four women have not been found yet, as police are continuing the search for them and have ruled Mr. Polanski's death as a suicide. Stay tuned for the weather. Going back to his office and shutting the door, Edgar closed his blind, sitting there in the dark, and planned what he was going to do after work.